Well, hi, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs, and welcome to December. Happy holiday season, everybody. Here's the season to be jolly, and I hope we make you jolly today on Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Hard to believe it is December, and I hope you're having good weather wherever you are. We are in Maine, okay? Just beautiful day out here today, okay? i got to tell you, it's just, just, just great, just exactly the weather we like. Okay, welcome to today's show, Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. I've got Mike Postumus and Janet Jefferson here from Fielding International, okay, the great architectural firm that builds schools that build learning, okay? You can use that as a tagline, guys. We build schools that build learning. I like that, okay? And finally, I'm going to ask Mike how to pronounce his last name the way he wants it pronounced. Okay, so we're going to do that as we get into the show. We're going to talk about the future of school design and how it, and how the future of school design needs to integrate learning design. Okay, Janet is a learning is an education designer with Fielding, and Mike is a, calls himself a learning design principal. Okay, so it's going to be a good show. We're going to have a good time talking about this as we always do with Fielding International, which is at fieldingintl.com. <clears throat> That's a good website. You just go over there because, you know, schools are being built differently than certainly when I went to school. They were they used the same architect they they use for prisons, okay? And uh, things have changed, and we want to make sure that uh, the kids are really engaged in the learning. The learning environment engages them, okay? We'll talk about this as we get through the, the show today. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. Go over there. It's where everything we do is our magazine, Equity and Access. Just click on the cover. All the podcasts are over there. SEL Today is over there. Uh, our teacher retention is over there. Everything we do. Okay, so please check it on out, ace-ed.org. And without further ado, and for some reason I have three lines open and two people coming on the show as far as i can tell so i'm going to figure this out mike are you there yeah we're we're here and the third person is sarah melton and she's another learning designer with us uh hi sarah i didn't know you were going to be on the show sarah i'm larry forgive me good morning surprise okay okay good (laughs) mike did you put her when you sent me the shoot did she did you put me on her on the sheet or is this oh, you she's on the like? sheet, but you know what? We're all we're all busy people, and I know you're a busy guy, Larry. So okay. no no worries. Um, and I, I just wanted to let you know that you go ahead and just send us the invoice for that great tagline you set up for us. So Isn't we'll, that great? Uh, we'll that's worth thirty five thousand dollars. That's no problem. We build schools. Right. Yeah, no we problem. Build learning or something. Whatever. Hey, Mike, pronounce your last name for me exactly the way you like it pronounced. Posthumous. Posthumous. Posthumous, right? Posthumous, yep, yep, yep. That's good. good. That's, that's the word. There you go. Okay, it's go a lot of ways. I just, well, we, you've been on the show a zillion times, and I think each time I pronounce it differently. So I just wanted to ask. That's okay. That's yeah, right. Good. That's cool. right. Yeah, anyway. I think it's, yeah, it's never pronounced the same. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Everybody's from Fielding International. Okay, Mike, a learning design principal over there. Janet, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. you. I'm so happy to be here. So, oh, so good. So good. And where are you today? Um, I am actually just outside Washington, D.C. In, in Maryland. And so we okay, actually have a, a studio in Maryland. Good enough. Okay. And the, the weather's got to be nice like it is here today, right? I'm in Maine. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not, not bad. <laughs> it's, the winter is coming. What can I tell you? And you're in Michigan, <laughs> right, Sarah? <laughs> I am, yeah, coming from yeah. Uh, West Michigan. So it's we're not covered in snow, but we were last week. 
Uh, Grand Rapids, where are you? Yeah, Grand Rapids, Michigan, yeah. There you go. I've been there many times, okay? It's a good little town. It's yeah. a nice city. Great town, yep. You. It is. It really is a good town. Jerry Ford, one of my favorite presidents is there. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yep. Yep. People never give Jerry Ford the credit he deserves. He was a good man. Okay. I'm serious. Go back on that. Yeah. No, you're right. I'll stand by that statement. Okay. Let's get into education. Fielding International, interdisciplinary team, I love that, of architects and educators. Okay, so we're going to mm-hmm. talk about this. I'm going to start with Mike. Okay, Mike, you're a learning design principal. Talk about your background, education, architecture, and then talk about the work that you do. And then we'll ask the ladies the same thing, starting off with Mike Optimus. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I, I started my trajectory as an educator, but quickly realized how important the environment uh, that, that students are in and that educators are in how important that was to high-quality teaching and learning. Um, and and uh, as a learning design principal, um, my role is to help translate between the, the language of architecture and then the language of great teaching and learning. Um, you know, learning wow. design is really about wow. the, the deliberate choices that uh, schools make about what they teach and when they teach and how to teach, but also where to teach. Um, and, and schools have to make all these decisions about content and structure and timing and pedagogy and sequences of activities, and our job is to work with schools in helping figure out the, the best ways to do that for their community and then translate that into how we might create a building or, or a, a, that best supports them. And that's a big jump. That's a big segue, what you just described. So let me swing over to Janet. Janet, you're an education designer with Fielding International. I'll just write what you wrote, mate. I think it's going to be the same for Sarah. Help teachers and administrators structure their time and space to implement their vision. Okay, and both of you, Sarah as well, loves helping educators put their dreams into practice. Okay, but that's what Mike just said is a giant segue. Okay, and we sort of discuss uh, the the uh, the school building and the school design almost as another person. Okay, helping the kids along with their learning. It has an an animated quality to it, if I may. But I like that that in my mind as I say it. Okay, Janet, as it, what's a, what is an education designer? And talk talk about your role with designing a school. And Sarah, I'm going to talk to you about the same thing. But let's start with Janet. Mm-hmm. Larry, I agree. I think that that idea of the environment being another person or a key piece to the puzzle is is a really um, important thing to remember. So one of the things that we do at Fielding is we think about the learning ecosystem and how it aligns. So we think about three things. One of them is exactly what you said, the environment, the space, um, the, the pieces that make up that space. Um, so that's one piece of the learning ecosystem. The other two pieces are the vision of the school, And then finally, the educational programming. So that's where the pedagogy comes in, the curriculum, the content. Um, So how those three pieces fit together is really important. And we work with schools to help with that alignment. So they are closely fit together and that they can all work together. So like you said, the environment is is potentially a person. So so is vision, so is educational programming, and we want them working together as a team. Yeah, it's kind of like Space Shuttle. It has to work with the team. 
You know, it's that simple. <laughs> if it starts to take off, let me know. Okay. Don't, don't do that. Okay. And Janet, were you an educator or are you trained in architecture? Or both? Maybe. My background know. is in education. I used to be um, a classroom teacher. Um, I worked in both private and public schools. And then I've also worked in sort of a more non-traditional education background, like in a, a museum setting. I was an education oh, cool. director for a, a small oh. museum. Yeah. Which museum? I remember this now. Um, it was in, it's in Grafton, Vermont. So actually not too Do I remember this? Do, did we talk before? Do I remember this? No. I don't oh, think so. Larry, somebody, so. no, Larry. Who was on, Mike? That I also, had a, Mike. It was Mike. It was Mike. Yeah, okay. It was me. I also, I used to be the uh, vice president of a museum in, conveniently, Grand Rapids, Michigan. There so you it go. All comes it's going to be crazy. <laughs> okay. No, okay. Right. Grafton, Vermont. Was it a butter and cheese museum? A Ben and Jerry's museum? What was it? Oh, my Janet. gosh. You're so close. We were across I, the street from a creamery, but no, it's a nature museum. <laughs> Everybody's across the street from a creamery. Okay, in I Vermont. Know, it wasn't I that know. hard to do. That's funny. Okay, that's good. It was a, it was, say it again, it was what kind of a museum? A nature museum. Wow. A nature, so we were outdoors with the kids in the environment, in the space. Uh, it was lovely. Wow, that is that is truly lovely. Okay, Vermont's one of our favorite places. We go there all the time. That's great. So you're a, you're a teacher, and all of a sudden now you're involved in the design of schools, hence the design of learning. This is interesting. Let's go to Sarah. Sarah, what's your background? Yeah. Yeah, so I have a really traditional background in teaching as well. So I'm still a certified teacher. I've been in the public school systems for over 23 years and wow. worked through that to being a principal um, and really have been stepped out and did a lot of strategic planning with districts, so with very traditional public school districts. Um, and we do, of course, work with you, – you've got the educators here, but we work with a fantastic team of architects as well. And as I've stepped into fielding exactly. work, I've learned – Exactly. A, yeah. It's a lot of learning about that crossover, that architect to learning. And, you know, buildings are intentionally designed. And when we walk into them, whether we know it or not, that design impacts how we behave, how we feel, how we interact. And I think the crossover is that our education system was intentionally designed too. So whether we realize it or not, how our education system was originally designed has a big impact on how we behave and feel and, and the outcomes that we have. Um, so our work at Fielding is to say, okay, let's slow down and rethink the design of our schools. How do we intentionally build uh, for the about outcomes time, we want like for add. today? About time we did that. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. exciting work. It really is. Yep. Yeah. So let me ask you, though, that, and I'll say it again, it's a, it's a big segue, all right? So you're a teacher. Mm -hmm. You taught in traditional schools, okay? Janet did, too, to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Okay, I did, too, okay? And all of a sudden, you're in a world, not all of a sudden, but you work now in a world, all right, where mm -hmm. that is put into the design of the school. Okay, and when, when, when you first started that, did you get that? Did you understand that? Did you understand how such a thing is implemented in reality? It, it's easy to say, but it's not that easy to do. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I mean, I'll, I'll let everyone answer this. For me, I watched Fielding International's work from afar for a while. I, they're oh, okay. on a lot of summits. They're in a lot of learning. They've, I've read their literature, and I was just always so impressed with the, how they used time and space to build yeah, autonomy with, for students. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's 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 just such an, an amazing segue when you put the two things together. And I mean, Randy's mm-hmm. Randy Fielding has done just a great job of this, and I always like yeah. to do these shows to get that point across. I mean, it's just so it's so incredible. So now let's talk about learning design. Now, Mike Mike is a learning design principal or the learning design principal, whichever it is, Mike, mm-hmm. over at Fielding. All right. So talk about what learning design services are and how they're we're helping schools. Mike, you do that one. Sure. So what what we're finding is that, or and I guess maybe this has always been the case, but there's becoming an increasing demand for this. As schools are thinking about creating a new space, doing renovations, or maybe even building a brand new building, this is an incredible catalyst to pause, just like Sarah mentioned, and then to say, wait a minute, are we going to redesign a school the way that we've always done school for the last 120 years? Or, or more. Or, or more. Different? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or more. Um, or, or can we take this moment with this huge investment and this huge momentum that we, you know, that the school has and really think differently about how we might organize our curriculum, our pedagogy, even the way he, uh, adults interact with students. Um, and so the learning design team, um, Sarah and Janet and myself and others that work at Fielding, we have a team of learning designers um, and education designers. We then actually come in and work alongside the district before they're building a building or sometimes while they're imagining what a new building looks like. And we actually work with them to redesign how the school functions, the ways that teachers interact. Um, and that way they can take advantage of all the opportunities that the new space will create for them. And so this is the team, while we have an architecture team and we're always collaborating with our architects, mm-hmm. we're literally in the room working with educators and curriculum designers uh, and, you know, deputy superintendents and even superintendents on everything sure. from what does day-to-day instruction look like all the way up to the strategic priorities of the district in terms of how they implement their vision. It, it's all so important. So now, Janet, let me ask you this. What Mike just described, how different is that? And you guys work with a lot of school districts and, and design different schools and, and different buildings. Um, how different is it school to school? What Mike just said. Yeah, great question. How, how different is it? Like, um, like you just do it once and then that applies to every single school in the country? A school in Alabama, a <laughs> school in North Carolina, North Dakota? You know? Oh, no, no. Of I'm setting not, you up to answer no to that. Well, I know, I know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for, the, for the easy, yeah. easy lob. Um, yeah, it was a you know, softball. each school is different. Um, each, each community is different. Each student is different. Each teacher is different. And so we take all of that into account when we walk into, into a new school that are looking for some innovative change. And so one of the things that first things that we do is sit down and talk to them and, and talk to them about what they want their vision to be, what they want the future of teaching and learning to be in their school. And we come in and, and do a lot of observation. Um, we even think about, you know, the community and how we can draw the greater community in and what is unique about each individual community and how that can be reflected in the school. Because you're right, Larry, you know, every space is different, every place is different, and that really should be reflected in schools. They shouldn't be cookie-cutter designs where it's one-size-fits-all because that just doesn't work. Um, It needs to be – you need to sort of celebrate the difference, and you're going to find a lot more success with that. Yeah, of course, different communities have different amounts of dollars, et cetera, et cetera. It's incredible. As you know, I'll, 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 go, I'll go to Sarah on this one. Sarah, as you talk to your teachers, principals, et cetera, whatever, superintendents around the country, and you guys do design. Also, I might add around the world, 
Okay, uh, Russia, I know Singapore, you work in all those countries, uh, you know, those, that sort of thing, um, and, and and others, I might add. Okay, but yeah. what's is there anything that that uh, is, is is standard for everybody? You know, I wish that like there as, was. as they're <laughs> thinking of a more. new, as they're thinking of building a new environment, whatever whatever that may be, is there anything that just comes across these days as standard? Everybody's well, saying the you same mean thing. In terms of the environment, in terms yeah. oh, in terms yeah. of what people like. Yeah, well, yeah, I you think know, you, you, Mike would probably answer this do, better because we're going to build a worked. new school. Yeah, we're yeah. going to build a new school. We're going to redesign your school. What do you want? As you go country to country, place to place, state to state, what's the yeah. what's the the standard answer, so to speak? Is there any typical answer? Well, I, in terms of physical space, it's not uh, ever going to be exactly the same. However, there are some pieces that kind of build into it. And I think whenever we're looking at um, schools where people are thriving, where all kids are thriving, and that's what everyone wants to be, right, is a school where all of their kids are thriving and working well, they know that they have to use tools differently. And we all have teacher collaboration spaces. We have, you know, um, schedules. We have um, buildings and grounds that are similar. So what we're looking for is always places where we can collaboratively work, where we can work differently with those tools. There you go. And I, I think you just nailed my answer, you know, and I think that's the thing. For so long, teachers have closed the door of their classroom, and they have worked by themselves, okay, basically, okay? And I think that word collaboration, okay, which is something mm-hmm. we're trying to impress upon the kids, too, okay, these days, okay, is, is something that's extremely important. I know, I, I know you guys a little bit. I haven't done so many shows with you. And, uh, you know, the collaboration piece, that, that, that the larger area, okay, that ability to break down a classroom into a larger area, to combine rooms, et cetera, okay, to, to change the structure as you go through the day and collaborate with your fellow teachers. I think, okay, that's probably standard across the board, across the whole world. I, I, Mike, am I right? Yeah, Is that the, um, the you know, thing? it's one. Of, I think the theme of collaboration and the environment, to exactly to your point and to Sarah's point, are are becoming uh, an essential piece of what school is. Um, if you look at any discipline around the world, whether it's scientists or uh, uh, so computer scientists, um, if you're looking at yeah, business, if you're looking at entrepreneurship, yeah. if you're looking at medicine. The idea right. of one doctor doing everything for a patient is completely out of date. You have specialists that are working together with nurses and nurse practitioners. Like you have these teams of people working together to solve problems. And schools, to your point, um, have been slow to adopt that mindset. Um, and so creating an environment that encourages collaboration is certainly one of the most important things. But, Larry, I want to add one thing to it. Please. The other, the other pattern that, we, that I think is becoming just a – almost a non-negotiable in school, is the idea of a variety of learning environments that students mm-hmm. access. So it's, it's places to collaborate, but it's also differentiating the spaces that students can use so that mm-hmm. they can have the right environment for the, for the right task or for the right purpose. And so we are seeing schools move from this idea of classrooms and corridors, or we, what we often jokingly call cells and bells. Uh, you have all <laughs> these cells and a bell rings, and you, you funnel to the next cell. Um, we, are, we are now seeing that it is almost a non-negotiable that schools have a variety of spaces that all look uh, uh, slightly different from one another, and that, that creates a huge range of opportunity both for the teachers to teach and think differently, but also for the well, students to well, have kidding. access to different environments and different resources. 
Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking back when I was in school 12 million years ago, you know, we just went from classroom to classroom. Yeah, maybe one teacher had different posters up on their bulletin board or something. But basically every classroom droned on to be the same basic classroom that I was just in. Okay, there might be a different right. face up at front, but it, it was basically the same classroom. Okay, and that's not a good way to go through the day. Okay, that's a pretty boring way to go through the day. All right, and, and, and you, what you're just saying, you know, is so accurate. You know, we all get up and leave our office, so to speak, and walk around the house, go outside for a few minutes, look at a different environment, get a sense of a different environment. And what you said, Mike, you know, with all the collaboration, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, companies. I'll use Google as an example, or anyone you want to, anyone you want to. Okay, they they rarely have offices anymore. Okay, they're the giant spaces, collaborative, sit where you want, big big tables, all that sort of thing. That's the way of the world. And somebody said at the beginning of the show, you know, school was designed perfectly, purposely, and education K twelve was designed purposely to get people into the workplace. And the workplace, when they designed it, was General Motors, okay, and sit on the factory floor, all right, and that's work right. from nine to five, all right. And that's the way schools were designed, all right. That's the way schools were designed. I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not going to fault that because that's the way it was years ago. You can't erase history, okay. But the workplace that we're training kids for now is a different place. Okay, and we can't have schools reflect something that's different from the workplace they're going to be in in the future. If we do that, you know, we always talk about college and career ready. We're just not doing that. The design has to be that's built right. into the education. I mean, it's just so obvious. It's it's amazing. And I want to talk to you. I'll throw this to Janet. Okay, you can throw it to Mike or whoever, Sarah. Okay, but Janet, what if the school? You know, budgets are tight these days for school districts. Okay, but they all recognize the need to do this kind of stuff. So how often does the fielding go in and redesign a school as opposed to building a new school? Okay, and Janet, I don't know hmm. if that's you or pass back to Mike mm-hmm. or Sarah or whatever, but yeah, no, just talk absolutely. about that. Yeah, um, We do both a lot of new schools and a lot of renovations. Um, it really, as you said, Larry, it depends on what the budget is. Um, But then there are other factors, too, in terms of, you know, there are some really beautiful schools out there, historic buildings that have a lot of um, culture and are community centers. And if we want to preserve that, which we do, and if it's a big part of the community and they really care, and we as architects, you know, we value that as well. So Mm -hmm. we think about, okay, how can we take this space and make it work for the students, make it student-centered, provide this variety of different spaces like Mike was talking about, um, but then still preserve some of the the culture of the school and of the community. So we do a fair bit of of both, of renovations and of new designs. It depends on what the needs are of the community. And speaking of that, and I'll throw this one to Sarah. Sarah, and again, you can throw it to the others if it's more appropriate, but Sarah, there's another thing. We were talking about culturally relevant education, okay? Black kids, Latino kids, whatever. We have, to make edu- we have to make what we're telling them relevant to their lives so they become engaged in it. But as I said before, all this is part of the learning and design. When you guys go into a uh, 
school. I know you're working on schools up in Wyoming, you know, which is very different from a school mm-hmm. in downtown Atlanta, as an example. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk about just the cultural and, – and, you know, what Janet just said is cool. You know, you want to, want to retain some of that beautiful architecture if possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. But how's the, the community it's in and the culture that's in the school reflected in, in the building and the rebuilding? Well, that's the whole idea. So um, when we have a product, what we're talking about being so differentiated and so different for every building and every community, part of it is because of what they bring. So is there a creamery across the street, you know, that's really involved, or is their partner a furniture maker, or are they in Wyoming and they have, um, you know, beautiful mountains right outside? We try to bring that into the building. And I know there was a, a building we did in um, Costa Rica that has a, a oh. flow of water right through their, through their building. Oh, and wow. the flow of water is emulated in, in their rooms. Yeah, wow. so there's just a, it's, cool. I think a beauty that can happen when you bring the culture and the community into, um, into the build. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I'll tell and Larry, you. If I could jump in yeah, on this Mike, one. Of course. Go, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of an extremely um, popular and really amazing school that uh, Fielding had the opportunity to collaborate on is called the High School for Recording Arts. Um, and it's in Minneapolis. Yeah, um, sure. Like we uh, Minnesota. the gentleman and, from there on, on the show, too. The, perfect. Years well, those guys yeah, are rock yeah. stars. And, and, yeah. and I just want to no call out, you know, yeah. the, well, the, yeah, exactly, yeah. no pun intended. Um, they're actually hip-hop stars. Um, yeah. And <laughs> the, the idea of the high school and recording arts in terms of a culturally relevant context, um, in that community, what was culturally culturally relevant was, hip-hop, performing arts, and this idea of giving students access to express themselves through um, artistry and, and to have a voice through this medium. And so in that context, that's what's culturally responsive in that community, and that's in an urban context in downtown Minneapolis. So uh, the, the point is, is that, um, you know, we, we try our best when we are thinking about education design. What is the actual experiences that a student has every single day we want schools and we help schools think about what is actually relevant. What are the things that are important to the user? And the user is the student. So how do you actually create a day of the life of a student that means something to them and allows them to really be engaged and be excited to show up every single day? And when we work with schools and we, we help them achieve that goal, they just see a tremendous transformation around how their school is successful, the way the community comes around the school, school yeah. and the pride that they have, not only in the facility, but also just the students and, and the people that are a part of it. Yeah, and you know, that's a very interesting point because these days, community relations are, well, they always have been, but they're more so now than ever. Community relations are extremely important. And we have to have the community feel a great deal of pride in the school and the building and the learning that takes place. Okay, so the more we get involved with the community as we design the school, okay, the more that's going to happen, the more likely people are to support the school and support education in the school. Okay, it's amazing. And you guys, I'll tell you, Fielding just puts it together. And I've always said that about the company. It always puts it together. It's design and learning design, school design and learning design. It's amazing. Mike, thanks a million. Okay, this is great. Janet, thank you. And Sarah, thank you. This was wonderful. Yeah, Thanks, you're guys. Thank okay, you. Okay, great time. Time. Everybody yeah. have a good holiday. Thanks. Okay, this was fun. We will, Thanks Larry. So much, Larry. We're, we're, we'll look forward to the next time. So it's a pleasure. I can't wait myself. Oh, hey, okay. hey, 
Yep. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, gang. Take care. Bye-bye. You Bye. too. Bye. Bye. Thank you, by the way. Okay? This is just great. Okay? Fielding International, and you can only just Google Fielding International, but it's fieldingintl.com. Okay? It's really an interesting website. This is really an important part. And for all you teachers out there, I, I just love the fact that Janet, teacher, okay, Mike, teacher, right? It's Sarah, teacher. And look at look at what they do now. And they're still wholly involved in education, having a great impact, just interesting. And the reason I say that, I don't want anybody to leave the classroom, but I, I just want everybody to recognize their whole potential out there, okay? It's, it's just important to me, okay, to, to understand that, okay? So we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Please go over there, see all that we do, our magazine and all our websites and all the information that's there. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I'm Larry Jacobs.